Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is June 16th and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great week. Enjoying the nice weather. It's here in Boston. It's It hasn't been too, too hot. It's been nice, which is what we want. Middle of June now, which is crazy. It's middle of June. Uh, but as everyone knows, NHL is on its way back, which is great. Uh, in this show, I had on uh, Trags, as you, you know him, you love him. Uh, Mike Petralia on. And we discussed... Uh, sort of the Bruins having a player that tested positive. He's tested, you know, subsequently tested negative twice. Uh, we talk about that and we get into the big, the biggest question the NHL is going to face, um, on their return. And I will give Trags full credit for coming up with that question because it's true. It's huge. And, and I think we, we, we hit on that pretty much for the whole episode. We also commend the NHL, um, and compare them to the NBA and the MLB right now, which are which is a kind of dumpster fire and a big dumpster fire. So um, we'll get to that all in this episode. Before we do that, uh, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. Bet Online has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. That's, again, promo code CLNS50 to get that 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Actually, for Spoke Z on Twitter, I will say they're the best and the biznaz. All right, Spoke Z, best and the biznaz. And for everybody else out there. As well as that. So, uh, also, uh, when most people try to lose weight, they think exercise. Whether they actually start exercising or not, the results are normally the same either way. I say the same because losing weight is all about nutrition. Nutrition. That's the biggest thing. And I have to keep telling myself that. I work out a lot. Humble brag. I don't eat great. I would see a lot better results if I ate better. Uh, with a weight in 180 weight loss, you'll receive a customized nutrition plan weekly one-on-one coaching, and the option to receive 80% of your daily foods to help you lose weight your first week and each week after until you're down to your ideal weight. During your weight loss transformation, you'll be gaining the tools to know what and how to eat so you can keep that weight off for the long term. That's the most important part. As always, Awaken 180 will provide you free support for the rest of your life. It's worked for Cedric Maxwell, Scott Solak, Dan Ray, Kyle Draper, Andy Gresh, and thousands of others. 
And now it's your turn. Call the long-term solution for weight loss and the official weight loss program of the Boston Red Sox, Awaken 180 Weight Loss, online at awaken180weightloss.com. Yes, I have been trying to eat better uh, because that helps build muscle mass, and uh, I have to get better at that. Maybe my friends over at Awaken 180 will, will uh, give me some tips and tricks, uh, and hopefully they give you some tips and tricks as well. Uh, and without further ado, here is my conversation with Mike Petralia. <laughs> And we're here with Mike Petralia. Trags, welcome back, and what is up? Uh, I've had a good weekend. Uh, played tennis with my younger daughter on Sunday. Uh, did some yard work. Um, I'm chill. I'm uh, getting ready, hopefully, to uh, see the Bruins uh, take a step closer and closer to uh, returning to action, which obviously is going to be uh, in a yet-to-be-determined site down south. So you mentioned tennis. You do that just like at a club or you do that at like a random tennis court? Uh, random tennis court in Sudbury. That's the Outside best. Lincoln Sudbury. Yeah. I feel like that's the best place to do it. And there probably weren't a lot of people there, right? I would think. No, it was pretty crowded. Meaning like when I uh, came off the court, there was somebody waiting um, to uh, pick up uh, where we left off. I beat my uh, daughter six love. So it was good. <laughs> there you go, Trags. The big I'm w. such a dick. Aren't I? <laughs> Aren't I? <laughs> Crushing your own kids. Uh, but yeah, no, so you, you mentioned uh, the Bruins trying to play. The Bruins had a little bit of news this week. Um, yeah. They did have a little bit of news. Uh, they put out a statement on June 12th, which has not been a historically great day for the Bruins the past no. two years. <laughs> and this, I don't know, this... This didn't seem as bad as what happened last June 12th. But, no, it, I don't um, think it is either. <laughs> I don't think it is either. But uh, they put out a statement. Phase 2 of the NHL's return to play plan requires all players to be tested for COVID-19 prior to using the team's facilities. As part of this process, the Bruins were advised that a player tested positive for COVID-19. The player underwent two subsequent tests and both returned negative. The player remains asymptomatic. The Bruins will continue to follow CDC uh, recommendations and adhere to the NHL's protocol. All Bruins players who have returned to this point during phase two have now returned negative test results. So, and then Sweeney talked after they didn't seem too worried about this. No, I don't um, think they should be. Yeah. And wh- why so? Uh, because uh, the subsequent two tests returned negative. The players asymptomatic and uh, based on the latest information, asymptomatic uh, patients, uh, if they are tested at any point to ha- be positive, are very, 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 very unlikely to pass it along. So um, I think the Bruins uh, can continue to get ready. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to practice the social distancing guidelines. Uh, July 10th is the big day, right? That's what we're mm-hmm. all pointing towards. And as long as between now and July 10th, uh, we don't have a spike uh, of players, uh, at least on the Bruins, um, testing positive. I think that uh, is a good sign that uh, they'll be able to move forward towards getting the team ready for late July and August. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, I think this was sort of something that kind of stunned us all in the moment. And then we were like, wait, actually, this isn't that bad. Um, but the real question is, what if this happens in the middle of the postseason? What if this happens when that phase three starts? Or what if there are more things that, you know, what if someone else has it? What if someone does have symptoms? I mean, what would happen then? Would the team stop playing? Would the team go into quarantine? Like, I, I you know, 
you have to wonder, because if it gets in that locker room, even though they're socially distanced and stuff, I, I don't know if if it's going to spread. I mean, what what's going to happen with that? Well, I didn't get a real good uh, description or feel from Don Sweeney about exactly what would happen if that were the case. Uh, but my guess would be that player, that single player, would be taken out of the dressing room, be, be taken off, off the team, be quarantined for two weeks, uh, and then uh, that player would be allowed to return as long as the player uh, were asymptomatic. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have all the answers on protocol because I, I think I don't even think these teams have complete answers on the protocol. I think they have guidelines, but guidelines, Evan, are like anything else. You don't really know how they're going to work out until they're put into practice, right? So I, I think that's where we're at. Uh, if this were to happen uh, in the middle of the tournament, I think, uh, you know, said players would probably um, be taken off the team, like I said. Uh, but if it were, a t- look, if it were a situation where that, where a particular team were really hit uh, with a lot of players being infected, maybe that's a different scenario altogether that, uh, has been discussed, but hasn't been really made public uh, through the league. Yeah, because there, there'll be no one knows where the site is yet, but they'll be completely quarantined. Uh, so I think the time that this could really be a uh, factor for them is that phase three. I think you're going to see some players get it, and, and that's expected. I mean, you're at your city's training camp because they won't be at the launch, they won't be at the main site yet, right? I mean, because. Phase three is the start of training camp. And I Correct. think that will be, that That's will be right. guys. Everyone's going to be returning. Now everyone's supposed to quarantine before that, but you're still, you can still go out to the grocery store. You can still go here. You can still go there. I think that's when you're going to see some players potentially contract COVID. Um, and I think that's going to be sort of, uh, the NHL's biggest test. How do we handle this? Um, and also I think, you know, that's going to hurt players. Uh, returning. I mean, if you're missing two weeks of training camp because you have COVID-19, then you have to come back and not only make up for the fact that you had COVID, but you also haven't skated in forever. I mean, I think that phase three is going to be where uh, you're going to see real, uh, you know, uh, real action with the COVID stuff. Here's the deal. Okay. These leagues are desperate to get back to playing. Otherwise, they wouldn't be going through all these regulations to try and appease government officials who are concerned about this. And and I've said this all along. I think these leagues should be talking more and more with government leaders on how to integrate these sports back into the public realm. And the idea of playing these sports in a bubble and expecting it to go perfectly is completely and utterly unrealistic, right? I mean, like you said, you're going to have some cases, it it would appear, as long as the virus is still around. Um, Are you going to live with the virus and just work around it, or are you going to shut everything down? That's that. That is the sixty-four thousand dollar question. I want to ask every single team in every single sports league. What are you going to do? Are you going to go all in in getting these leagues started back up? Or are you going to treat this with kid gloves? And there are going to be those listening to this going, "Kid gloves, Trags. This is you know a pandemic." Well, you're either in, all in, if you're a sports league, you're either all in or all out. And this idea that well, we're going to try to play it right down the middle. 
seems unrealistic to me. And that, that's where my concern is because the, the, the issue you, you raise, Evan, is a great one. Uh, what are these teams going to do? Are they going to play it case by case? Is there a percentage of their roster that they decide we have to shut it? You know, that team has to shut it down entirely uh, if they test positive. We don't know those answers, right? Well, so you mentioned going all in. What do you mean by all in? Like, okay, I think here's what I, that's a great question. What I mean by all in is have a plan to treat said players with COVID, but allow the leagues to ramp up to the point where that they, they can feel safe playing. And I guess that's what they would say they're doing right now. I just get the sense that they're holding something back. It, it, it feels like they don't want to jump. It's like jumping into a cold pool, right? They don't want to jump, just jump in and get going and get the blood going. They don't feel comfortable doing that. And I get the sense, the hesitation from all of these leagues that, especially from the players, the players are the ones who seem most uncomfortable with all of this hockey, basketball, especially baseball. They seem extremely uncomfortable with returning to work. Well, if that's the case, then these leagues aren't going to be functional. They just, they just are not until they, these players come to a realization. Look, if a few players get this and test positive, and they're asymptomatic, we just have to go on with our lives and play the sport that we love or get out altogether. So by, by all in, you don't mean like fans in the stands, you know, at your home arenas. You mean more um, like what's going on now? I guess not. But I mean, look, obviously, me, ideally, to, we'd love to see fans in the stands. To me, ideally. to me, these sports aren't going to be sports until fans return anyway. They're going to they're gonna tell you, well, we're playing and we're playing for the Stanley Cup in front of nobody. It, it just seems surreal to me. And... um I think at some point people have to accept risk. The, my, my problem, and this is a little more uh, philosophical than anything else, we are living in a society where unless things are perfect, um, we're not going to take risks. And people are not willing to live with this. That's why our society was shut down, right? People are just absolutely have been by governments and and health agencies scared out of their mind about this. And because everybody's been scared, everything's been shut down. And one of the institutions uh, in America that has been impacted the most are sports. People need sports, uh, would need sports now more than ever. And I don't mean sitting on a TV, getting fat, watching games. (laughs) I mean, going out to a bar, watching a game on TV, going to the game itself, um, congregating and getting behind a team. And that's what people need to really feel a sense of normalcy. Uh, watching games on TV in, in empty arenas is not going to feel normal. I'm sorry. It's just not. And so that's what I mean about going all in. If you're going to return sports, return sports to the way they ought to be or don't return. I've said, you know me, Evan, and I haven't pulled any punches on this. Um, I've said from the beginning that if fans aren't involved in this, I'm, I'm not buying. I, I just, I'm not really interested in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned the step back to normalcy. I feel like, you know, maybe no fans in the stands. Just coming off of the three months, four months we've had of no sports, 
it does feel a little bit more normal to even just watch a sport, even if there aren't fans in the stands. I would love to see fans. In I the buy stands, that. I mean, look, maybe when I watch the Stanley Cup playoffs and there's nobody in the stands, I'll get used to it. I don't know. I have, I'll be very well, I don't honest. Want to, I don't want to get used to it. I, no, I don't but, want to get used to it. And these leagues, look, we, we can both agree these owners know that this is not a long-term viable solution. Oh, okay. God, yeah. And they are doing this simply to say to, you know, stop the hemorrhaging. That's what this is about. This isn't about returning to normalcy. This is about these owners and all of these sports trying to uh, get back to normal. And I, and, and I've said, uh, I said to you a couple of weeks ago, the NHL is to be commended for showing uh, the way. Uh, being really the first sports league to announce a plan for returning to a playoff structure uh, in a bubble in two different cities and, you know, trying to get their league back up and running. And they are yeah, so, to be commended for that. So this was my next thing. I mean, with the way that the MLB is headed and I oh. have, they struck, they haven't struck an agreement yet, right? No. Or did they, they haven't. No. You have the NBA, where As we di- tape this, they have not. They have not. Yeah, Monday morning. Um, the NBA has put forth a proposal and sort of agreed upon thing. Now you have players like Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard speaking out saying they shouldn't come back to play. I feel like, to me, if there's any league that does come back, if there's any league that does come back and plays games, even without fans in the stands, it's the NHL. Yes, I, mean, I, think I would agree with that. They should be lucky. I mean, the NHL has had no real pushback on coming back. There aren't many players speaking out. If any, I haven't heard of any. Um, to me, this seems, the NHL seems like the league that I would put my money on to come back out of those three for sure. Cause the, I would, NBA, I, the NBA sounds like they have one foot in the door and one foot out. Whereas the NHL not, feels like they're trying to have two feet in. I would not discount major league soccer and, and people are going to laugh when they hear this. Major league soccer is on the verge of passing major league baseball. Major League Baseball has effed up um, this whole offseason, um, this whole COVID uh, shutdown, uh, about as bad as any league could. Their optics are terrible. Their PR is awful. Um, they've taken hit after hit. While the Major League Soccer is quietly announced a plan to do you know, what the NBA players are supposed to do, and that is to return uh, to action in a Disney bubble down in Orlando. Um, the NHL is, you know, doing it in two different cities, but I would say major league soccer and the NHL are the two leagues that have looked the best. The NFL, we're going to have NFL football in the fall. I don't think there's any question about that. We're going to have college football in the fall. And people have asked me, when do I really think it's going to start feeling a little bit normal? I think football. I think September, I I think September, you're going to start feeling. Uh, you're going to start seeing teams actually playing games in sta- in arenas where there's limited fans allowed, but there are fans allowed, and th- that's when it's going to start to feel a little bit normal. It, look, what the NHL is doing is salvaging uh, some of their season, and I think it's good PR for them, but it's not going to seem normal. No, it, and 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 I think it's funny, but you meant you know you mentioned that. I just look at it and I say, you know, for what we have, I mean, you know, obviously ideally we'd like to come back in full force. Um, but for what they have, I feel like it, it is pretty good um, for the, for the situation, for what other s- leagues are doing. I mean, as you mentioned, the MLB, 
I haven't been following this as closely as you have or as closely as many people have because um, I'm frankly sick of it. I, I love baseball. I hate seeing this sport just completely crumble under itself. Um, but I don't know. I still can't see – I know this is a hockey – I know this is a Bruins podcast, but I still can't see baseball completely crumbling. Like I I, I still think there's – It'll come back. Care. You're right. It, it, it will come back, but um, they are going to take a, a hit that's probably worse than 1994. And – to me, that you know, they've done it before. They'll probably do it again. Baseball fans will come back, but um, they better be proactive in reaching out. And that's one thing I think the NHL has done really well. Um, they've really done a good job of reaching out to their fan bases. Um, I think one thing we don't talk about enough is how, like, the NHL network has really expanded the sport to its fans and there's hockey on every single night. That never used to be the case when I was growing up. Um, you've grown up with only the NHL network, but the NHL network has really, I think helped um, this league become relevant. Yeah. And I think, again, I think for them to get a little bigger, I mean, we have guys like Max Kellerman out there saying, you know, hockey's not even, you know, a major sport, um, which, well, he's wrong. Just, I mean, yeah, he's completely wrong. Um, but I think the, the growth of the game has gotten better. And I think through this proposal, through them coming back, if the NHL is the only thing on, let's say in a crazy world, the NBA doesn't come back, that too many players say they're going to sit out, they follow Kyrie's lead, and they say, screw it, we're not coming back. The MLB obviously is a mess, they don't come back. And you just have NHL hockey from mid to end of July until beginning of September that's the only thing people are going to be watching. Like that's all you have. It's like these stupid golf matches uh, with Brady and Woods and, and Mickelson and uh, Peyton Manning. I mean, th- that's all we got. Now, granted the NHL is more legit than that. You're playing for the Stanley cup. Uh, but I still think the ratings will be much higher because people want to watch sports. They want to watch something I'd agree. Um, and for that. I think, I think the NHL will benefit from this. They will. Um, I just, to answer your question about what's going to happen if several players turn up positive on different teams, that's the question. I don't think the NHL is going to be able to answer until they get across that bridge. Do you? I don't. And I think that you're, you're right. They have to be either we're going to keep playing or we're going to shut the whole thing down. Because, again, if, they, if, if, if three players get COVID and they say we're going to stop for two weeks – Okay, that moves everything forward. Like, I, I mean, that move that that you know, then you're going into way into next season. Like, I, that's the thing. The toughest part is, what do you do about next season as well? Like, there's all like there's all these moving parts, and you can't give. It's hard to give up on 2019-20. I mean, here in Boston, Bruins fans don't want to see this season given up on. The Bruins were the, the best team in hockey, right? Um, and and let me throw this theory out there and see if you buy. If the Florida Panthers were the top team in the East um, and not the Boston Bruins. And if you had, let's say in the East, you had Florida, uh, Tampa, Buffalo, and give me another team in the East. That's Ottawa. Ottawa. Great. Okay. If you had those four teams in the pool of four uh, playing the round robin for the top four seeds, do you think the NHL would be as aggressive in making sure that the sport returns because those TV markets aren't exactly moneymakers? 
It's hard to imagine they would. I mean, you, the top four right now is Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, D.C., and Philadelphia. Like, right. And now they've also added in these playoffs Montreal and Chicago, two teams who should not be anywhere near the postseason discussion, but they're great TV markets and they're original six franchises with you know huge cities behind them. So, I mean, in that case, I guess it does make sense. Um, but yes, I, I don't think the NHL would be fighting hard to have the Florida Panthers and Buffalo Sabres be playing no. if they were both good teams playing in that round robin um, at all. But that's an interesting point you brought up there. Uh, because in the West, who is it? It's Colorado, Vegas. Uh, I'm totally blanking on the other two. St. Louis. Yep. Defending and champion. <laughs> defending champions. How could we forget uh, St. Louis? We won't bring up uh, June 12th for the second time on this podcast. Um, and then, oh, the Dallas Stars. Dallas right. Stars as well. So you have Dallas, Denver, Vegas, and St. Louis. Now, that's not L.A., I uh, grant you that. And it's not the Bay Area. But still, those four markets are big-time markets. If you had Edmonton, Calgary, uh Hmm. Well, I think Edmonton and Calgary, maybe, because they are Canadian markets. Yes. Yeah. But I'm talking, look, I don't think, oh, they're great markets, but are they TV revenue generating? That's true. I mean, if Calgary and Edmonton were to play each other, they're two rivals, I guess that might help. But you're right. I mean, I don't think Edmonton, you know, Edmonton is not a, a even with McDavid and Dreisaitl, they're not drivers of ratings, so to speak. Um as you might say. So um, that is that uh, we covered everything we possibly could uh, in this show. Hopefully there's more news to come in these next few weeks. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, once this gets going, the Bruins obviously in phase two right now. Um, and hopefully no one else gets COVID. Let's rid the whole place of COVID. No more COVID. Um, Tracks before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Patriots beat every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Uh, this week, I'm going to talk to the, Camera guys, I'm excited about this, Evan. They're fun. I love they them. They're awesome. Glenn Gleason and Bill Messina, Moose. Yeah, no, they're great. I met them at the playoffs last year, and I remember I, I, my media seat was next to, uh, was next to, um, Moose. I think it was Glenn Gleason. Oh, no, to, that, yeah, different I was next guy. to Glenn. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was so honored to sit next to them. I put a selfie on Twitter. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Cause, cause they're like mini celebrities. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, that'll be a fun episode. I, I, it's funny. I haven't seen much of them lately because there's no sports going on. So they don't have any. Yeah, but you, you saw the uh, interview they did with Mike Brabel. Oh, I did. That's right. That I was did do that. fabulous. Scoops. Just, scoops. They get scoops. They get people in their natural element. Um, they don't pull any punches there. They are good eggs. It's funny. NBC Sports. Kind of like you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm honored to be compared to them at all. But you know, it's funny. Like, I think. NBC Sports Boston has done a lot of questionable things with their with their channel and with their website in the past, you know, couple of years. Um, and it hasn't always worked. This is something that works. The camera guys is like one of their best moves in my you opinion. You got to try. Well, good. you know what? I mean, you know, if you want to get go down that road, uh, you got to try some bad ideas to get some good ideas. That's the That's whole true. thing in programming. And you're learning something here from me, Hugh. You got to pay attention. Hugh is an inside joke that sometime, <laughs> someday we are going to explain to our uh, loyal followers. But uh, just Larry David and uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, if you're wondering why I'm calling Evan Hugh. Yeah, if, if you guys watch Curb, you might get the Hugh reference. Yeah, um, I think you do. 
But Trags, thank you for joining. As always, it's a pleasure. Uh, and for CLNS Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky, and you, Bruinsby listeners, have a great rest of your week. Yeah.